Good evening. Our first reading is from the book of Psalms, chapter 6. It can be found on page 534 in the Pew Bible. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am faint. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in anguish. How long, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. No one remembers you when he is dead. Who praises you from the grave? I am worn out from groaning. All night long I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of all my woes. Away from me, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be ashamed and dismayed. They will turn back in sudden disgrace. Our second reading is from the book of John, chapter 18, verses 1 through 14. In respect to the Holy Gospel, please rise. When he was finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was an olive grove, and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place, because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the grove, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. And Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again he asked them, Who is it you want? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. I told you that I am he, Jesus answered. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? Then the detachment of soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. They bound him and brought him first to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jews that it would be good if one man died for the people. Here ends our reading. Thank you, Rochelle. Please be seated. Uh, I invite Annette and Ruth to come up. Before we uh, start our devotional conversation, let's pray. 
Father, send your spirit to guide us in our conversation this evening, to open our eyes uh, within the story of Ruth, uh, to be able to, through that story, lead us to the cross. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to thank Ruth and Annette for uh, joining me up here tonight and for our conversation. Um, you may be wondering how exactly does Ruth get to be considered a, a woman of Lent? I mean, uh, she lived centuries before uh, Jesus lived. What does she have to do with Lent and, and the cross? And the tie-in is this. Of course, last week we had Eve, and to Eve the promise was first given to have a Savior. That promise lived on, generation from generation, passed on that promise. They told that story so that Eve's faith lived in Ruth. Just as Eve looked forward to a Savior, so Ruth looked forward to a Savior. Uh, and also, for Ruth, she had the honor and the privilege of actually being in the line of the Savior, uh, an ancestor. Uh, Matthew, in his gospel, writes this, that uh, Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, one of two women who are named in the genealogy of Jesus. She has a lot to do with Lent. Uh, she certainly uh, is uh, rightly considered a, a woman uh, of Lent. Um, you see that too. If you have your pew Bible, if you'd like to open it up to page 261 to the story of Ruth. And again, uh, as we talk, please feel free to participate in the conversation. If you have something that occurs to you that you would like to share, or if you have a question uh, of us, uh, please feel free to uh, introduce that into the conversation. Okay, this is a, a group uh, conversation. But if you look there, especially uh, at Ruth chapter 4, Verse 21, you'll see the words there that I just read out of Matthew's Gospel, in essence. Uh, this is where Ruth's story leads. Ruth's story leads us to Jesus. But, uh, so, Annette, you've read, what strikes you about the story of Ruth? Ruth is extremely dedicated to Naomi. And Naomi was dedicated to her. They have a bond with each other because Naomi lost not only her husband, she lost her two sons. And that was Ruth's husband that was lost. But they stick together. And they, even though that was her mother-in-law, um, they loved each other. They just had a, a great bond um, towards each other, a loyalty. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, I won't ask for a show of hands, but you ladies out there who have a mother-in-law, just smile at me if you think your mother-in-law is okay. 
Uh, that's a loaded question, isn't it, Dewey? Yeah. But it's, it, it's, it's to Annette's point that um, that's not always the case. Right. And, um, you know, sometimes mother-in-laws can be kind of meddling. <laughs> I, I just want to say, I lost my mom, you guys, some of you know that, a long time ago when she was only 55, and John's mom, Lillian, was there for me. She was awesome. So we were close, and she had two daughters, and I still was daughter number three, or number one, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So it was pretty awesome for me. Yeah. And it's important to note these things about Ruth. And I'm going to use this expression now, and we'll come back and talk about it a little bit later on. And let's just say that Jesus was an apple that didn't fall far from the family tree when it came to dedication to his family and sacrifice for his family. He, he comes from a long line. He comes from Ruth and Naomi, who remarkable sat, uh, dedication and sacrifices, as you're noting, Annette, to family. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Ruth? Ruth? <laughs> <laughs> you had to do this story, didn't you? I did, I did. Um, I find it highly unusual. I don't have, you know, a mother-in-law, but if you talk to a lot of women, you find that most of them either just accept them and don't like them, but it's not usual that there's such a bond. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this was so strong. I mean, the other daughter-in-law did cling to her, but not for the entire trip, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that Ruth, you know, her, her, her dedication, just an extreme uh, uh, dedication. And then when she went gleaning in the fields, I mean, she did it for Naomi. Mm-hmm. And she brought back lots of barley from the fields, and she did it willingly. Yeah, yeah, and in a way, if we, if we can understand the times, that action of Ruth to do that not only took a lot of dedication to Naomi, it took a lot of bravery and courage, because she was going to go to fields and work with guys. And an offset, I think, in terms of the courage there that she displayed in, in, in doing that. It wasn't exactly a woman's place to be. I picture her being young and beautiful. Yeah. Well, she caught Boaz's eye. Right, that's what I mean. So I don't think he picked her, liked her for her, her gleaning skills. Right, right. So that was risky of her to go to a place that was not her home. Um, Bethlehem was Naomi's, not yeah. hers. And she followed Naomi there and did what needed to be done without question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So also, you know, a, a part of the, of the story here is, is uh, Naomi's journey, her faith journey. When she goes through the loss of her husband and then the loss of her two sons, and both Ruth and the other lady will say, we're going to stay with you. Naomi basically expresses a bitterness. In fact, she says, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. 
that's where she was at in her faith at that time. She says, the Lord has done this to me. And yet she rebounds. Any thoughts on, on, on that journey of Naomi? Because at the end, she's praising the Lord. Any thoughts at all? And she's caring for their child. Ruth gives the child to Naomi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. When they have... After they're married, they yeah. have the child. Yeah. I, 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 as I told you, I, I thought that she felt um, saddened and just not loved by God, and so she was saying that, but because of the bond that she had with Ruth, um, Ruth got her out of that, I believe, in, in the way I would like to perceive it. And so they had such a tight bond that she was able to overcome that because she eventually said, no, 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 don't stay here. You need to go home and go find a new husband. Don't be here with me. And she's like, no, 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 I'm going to stay here with you. I want to be with you until, yeah. until I die. Yeah. And so I think that helped her get out of her, her sorrow and bitterness to, uh, to go forward. Yeah, I, I, I would agree on, on, on that. And, and um, you, you know, too, as you think about um, Naomi and her struggles and Ruth, let's just uh, for a moment move forward to Jesus. How many Naomi's and Ruth's did Jesus encounter in his ministry? Uh, women who were on the down and out. Um, women who were marginalized, uh, women who had experienced a great loss. Uh, and, and Jesus reaches out with compassion to them. And, and we see Naomi receiving that same compassion through Ruth, through Boaz, uh, bringing her back full circle to um, a joy-filled faith in, in the Lord, just as Jesus so often, so often did. You know, we need to, too, talk about Boaz a little bit. You know, there, there's lots of similarities between this story and the story of, of Jesus. Um, one, the dedication to family. Uh, there's a verse in John that talks about Jesus' dedication to his family, which would be us. And it simply says there, he loved them to the end. You also see Jesus' dedication to his family when he's on the cross. And he looks at his mom. And he takes care of her, doesn't he? Gives her to John. And, and much like the relationship between Naomi and Ruth, John takes her in. And so we, we see that. But, you know, Boaz, What he did, and when we see what Boaz did, he stepped forward to make life better for Ruth. He stepped, he put himself on the line, his reputation, everything on the line for Ruth. And it says here of Boaz, 
that he would not rest until that matter was settled. Oh, how that story goes. Ruth is leaning in his field. Boaz sees her, he questions, he finds out about her. They had some kind of practice back then that when a widow, somebody was widowed, it, it fell on the, a relative to take them in. Boaz was second in line. And so he goes to the man who's first in line with the intent of pursuing and making it happen so that he can take care of her. So his, his, his dedication as the Redeemer. He, he bought her back. He paid the price. What do you think about Boaz? What an honorable man. Yeah, it, I really like the story so I could talk about it a lot, so sorry. <laughs> no, he was a really good man. It appeared that he saw that Ruth was virtuous and dedicated and he had, because of his relation of knowing in the family about her, he was impressed that she stayed with Naomi and so he he didn't like really favor her he just she stood out because she was a good person and so when they um, when the when he some things happened or whatever and eventually when the land was being sold you get the widow so when he offered it he wanted to make sure it went exactly perfect so that he could do that because he did really want to have her as a wife and he did so that's really cool. Two people got together. Yeah, it was a very uh, special love that Boaz had for Ruth that moved him to act as he did. It was the a same very special God. love yeah, that Jesus had for us that moved him to act for us as he did. To be our and to step forward and pay the cost with his life. So over and over again, I think in this story, you can see a shadow of the cross. And, and you can see similarities of this story of Ruth and, and uh, Boaz to the story of Jesus. Um, again, with Boaz, wouldn't quit until. And the verse from the New Testament that strikes out Jesus, it says, He set his face steadfastly toward Jerusalem. He suffered and died for us, and he did not stop until he could say, It is finished. And then and only then did he stop. Just then, only then, when Ruth was safely in his care, and the only as well. Boaz was satisfied. Other thoughts on this story? I mean, why do you love it so much? Couldn't you tell that I liked it? I don't know. <laughs> but the, to continue on with the story, then she had a baby boy, and she gave it to Naomi. And so, like, the legacy it went full circle back so that she could have a grandson or, or whatever in her family to for her name when she lost all her the men in her family. Yeah, 
family heritage would continue mm -hmm. on. I guess I don't have much to add to that. How Annette did such a good job. How do you feel about being named after the city? Good. Very good. I mean, it, it's a person who gives of herself without being asked. And she's not satisfied until she has done the whole job. And, and again, you see a reflection of Jesus in that fellowship. Sure do. Thoughts or questions from any of you? Father, we ask that you would take our conversation, take our thoughts, and uh, take your word, Lord, especially your word planted in our hearts and keep growing in us. And the same faith that 